0: Corner, coffee house, and boutique is the sweetest intimacy for my bruised soul. Simple interactions with shopkeepers and neighbors have sustained me and sheltered me from real life. Here I am, free from the sympathetic looks of acquaintances, from run-ins with old high school friends that turn awkward when the curious person asks, So what's new with you? The innocence of that question assumes that we all faithfully move on in predictable normalcy. Marriage, job, kids, not me. I am somehow on the other side of the looking glass, a voyeur into life. But that's not quite accurate either. I am living, but it's a life that doesn't seem real. I hardly recognize myself. This person I look at through the mirror is fragile, yet I feel solid inside. Some strange substance is filling up my soul, as if the ache inside me is taking up all the space where my heart should be, daily proof that I am being changed on a biological level, as if my very DNA were being rewritten. It is the pain that is so much more than pain, not just a feeling or an emotion that ebbs and flows. It is tangible, strong yet soft. Heavy, yet malleable. Something like gold refined by suffering. I now understand how the term heart of gold could evolve into such a compliment. It's difficult not to appear a saint when you wear a cross of suffering in your eyes and when your compassion is so easily tapped into. From afar, I'm sure it seems like there is a perpetual halo around me. I feel like a stranger could brush me on the street and a chunk of my soul would break off. I wonder if I will hear the wind whistle through the holes. Like a skeleton, I teeter down the street on dry bones. Most days it feels as if the world is whirling around me and I'm standing still. In slow motion, I watch the colors blur. People and faces all become a massive wash. Time crawls on, minute by minute. As sheer exhaustion and fear grip my insides, I'm trapped within the whirlwind and have no idea when it will stop. Not long ago, I had been full of dreams, when the world was friendly, and I was raring for adventure and responsibility. Now I long for any reason to get off this dizzying reality. This is my fate, my life. There is no denying my twisted existence so I have banished myself to this new territory. A few weeks ago, I wandered into the quaint little village of Oak Park, a turn-of-the-century suburb. It has an L-stop and several Bohemian hangouts, which qualifies it as urban enough for me. Frank Lloyd Wright left his mark on the place, and the hometown boy, Ernest Hemingway, attracted a cultured crowd. The sights are cozy, eclectic, and the people interesting. A requisite for my newly built lifestyle. I intend to spend my time in the safety of watching, not in the risk of doing. I have a few comforts. A single bed, a recliner, and a table are all I have to show for myself, but I have high hopes for the warm spacious rooms and the lovely French doors. My antique apartment looks like mm, something out of a movie. And it wooed me the moment I walked in the door, footsteps echoing across the beautiful hardwood floors. The ten-foot ceilings graced with crown molding and sconces are more than this recent college graduate could dream of. At the moment, it's an odd match for my college furniture, but it's the first thing I've been excited about since the accident. Here there is hope as I wander out into the world alone. If I can make something beautiful out of my home, then maybe, just maybe, there is hope for the rest of life as well. In my new little world, my friends are the man who sells me coffee and the woman who sells me shoes. My conversations happen at the movies when the young worker with mental challenges takes my ticket and says, hello, supermodel. How quickly this becomes the highlight of my week. These friendships are simple. I get everything I need. A smile, a bit of kindness, a latte. And I walk away feeling like I'm normal. Some days I wander the hardware store for odds and ends of decorating supplies that I will somehow...